everyone. This is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rock podcast. I am back with Amy Sloan, and we're having a great conversation this week. Uh, we're talking about homeschooling and discipleship and how, you know, what happens when we put our kids um, through our homeschool, we raise them up to know Jesus, and we do all the things, but maybe they're just not responding the way that we want them to. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today. But first, I want to say thank you to our sponsor, CTC Math. If you guys are looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com. Try them out for free, ctcmath.com. They will teach math to your kids, so you don't have to. It's super cool. It is a an interactive online math program where they, they teach the lesson to your child. Your child responds online um, through their portal, um, so they're not having to go to YouTube or anything else like that. It's really safe and they teach it. So if you're like me and you don't like math, try ctcmath.com. I do not think you will be disappointed and you can try them for free, ctcmath.com. Amy, welcome back. Um, Let's talk today about the wayward child because oftentimes we have kids, right, who we, we do all the things with them. We homeschool them, we take them to church, we worship with them, we hang out with other Christian families, we check all of the boxes that that we think are the right things. And again, it's it's that whole vending machine thing, right? We put the quarter in and it's a good quarter. It's a really shiny quarter that we put. It's not just an old worn out quarter. Like this is a brand new quarter that we're putting into the machine. And we want to get out the best gumball that's in the machine. And maybe we get out a gumball that is just got holes in it and it's wonky and like, you don't want to eat this gumball, right? You do not want to do this. Sometimes we have kids like that. We do the things with them, yet they just reject everything that we've taught them. And they say, you know what? This isn't for me. This isn't the life that I want. This isn't the God that I want to believe in. I want to do my own thing. I want my own freedom. What encouragement can you give to the parent who is dealing with that? I think that that is such a hard, hard place to be in. I know that I have friends who have been there and it is heartbreaking. So I guess first I just want to like send a big virtual hug through the microphone, through the screen to you if that is your personal experience. And so what I'm going to share as encouragement is not meant to be glib or a quick and easy fix or answer. I know this is hard and it's really hurtful. So the Lord sees that hurt and he knows you and he loves you. So I would just want to start there. I think it's really helpful to think through the gardening imagery of scripture. You know, there's so much agrarian imagery throughout the whole scripture. And it's really helpful. We're we're not really agrarian uh, society anymore, and I'm not really that much of a gardener, but I do know this. And that's when I when I put something in the ground, I can, you know, try to nurture it and I can do what, you know, what I can, but I don't send the rain. I don't send the sun. Our family has a peach tree. And last year we got hundreds and hundreds of peaches. I was really looking forward to those peaches this summer. And we had a late frost and it killed all of the blossoms. We will have no peaches this year. You know, those are the things that are outside of our control. And so the Bible talks about us planting and others watering, but it being the Lord who gives the increase, who who bears that fruit. So I think one encouragement would be to, to remove that burden from yourself of having to produce the fruit, to, to know that 
mistakes and all, um, the good things you did, the things you didn't do right, all of those things are covered by the love of Jesus, by the blood of Jesus, and that fruit you can now let leave in the Lord's hands. You know, that fruit was always, was always going to be his, his product. So that is one encouragement. Mm-hmm. And then I think it's also really helpful to remember the imagery of a sailboat. I remember reading this like years and years ago in a parenting book, and I, it has really stuck with me. And that is, you know, a sailboat. I'm also not a sailor, but I know that you can sail with the wind, you know, kind of, okay, the, the, the wind is pushing the sail and the boat's going that direction. But you can also turn a sail and sail against the wind. So the wind hasn't changed, but the direction of that sail has changed. And so to remember that even if you had, and well, none of us can be a perfect parent, but even if you could be a perfect parent, and let's see, has there ever been a perfect parent? God, the Father, He's a perfect parent, Garden of Eden, perfect atmosphere, everything set up for success. And Adam and Eve do what? They sin, right? They sin against God, a perfect parent, a perfect environment, and they still choose to go their own way. And so that has been an encouragement to me as well to remember as a parent um, that even if I could somehow be perfect, which I can never be, but even if I could, sure. my children's hearts, they're still going to set that sail. And so, yeah. and that would be another encouragement to remember that God is the perfect parent. We can rest in the work of Christ. We can trust that God knows and loves our children. He knit them together. He knows them and loves them more than we could ever do ourselves. And so we can trust our children to a perfect, loving God. Amen. Amen. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. No parent should homeschool alone. You have a God-given calling to bring up your child to love God and to steward His creation. And BJU Press exists to help you be successful in that endeavor. Visit their website at bjupresshomeschool.com or call one 800 845-5731 to connect with an experienced homeschool consultant. Apologia supports homeschool families with Christ-centered K-12 homeschool curriculum designed to engage your student as they experience the awe and wonder of creation and their creator. Designed by leading scholars with a biblical worldview, Apologia's award-winning curriculum is written in a conversational tone directly to the student to encourage independence. Hands-on activities and experiments help students solidify the concepts they're exploring and build a lifelong love of learning. Visit us at Apologia.com. We are back with Amy. Um, what is one last bit of encouragement for, for parents across the board, you know, whether you've got kids who are doing great and they're falling into line, not according to what we want, but according to what God wants. And we're seeing like, yes, they're on the right track and praise God for that. Or those who, like we just talked about, maybe they're just struggling and they're trying to figure it out, right? They're trying to figure out where they are in this world, who God is, what does God mean in their life? Um, what What is their goal for their life? Encourage parents. What is the last bit of encouragement that you can give to us? I have two things I would like to share. One are the lyrics to one of my very favorite hymns. And I think it really, it really solidifies all of these themes we've been talking about. 
Um, and so I really encourage you to find a recording of this. There's many on YouTube um, and to, to, to contemplate the beauties of these words in this hymn. So it says, upon a life I have not lived, upon a death I did not die, another's life, another's death, I stake my whole eternity, not on the tears which I have shed, not on the sorrows I have known, another's tears, another's griefs, on these I rest, on these alone. And then I love this one because how often do we we believe and we say, Lord, help my unbelief, right? That's my constant prayer yeah. as a mom. And so this last stanza re- references that, Lord, I believe, oh, deal with me as one who has thy word believed. I take the gift, Lord, look on me as one who has thy gift received. And I am so encouraged by that hymn, which is one of faith and trust, and also like pointing to our own insufficiency. Like, I believe, but please look on me as one who has believed. Like, I rest in you. Please look on me as one who has rested in you. Um, And just what what a comfort it is to know that Christ has died and lived for us. And he equips us as homeschool parents. Yeah. What is that hymn? It's it's called Upon a Life I Have Not Lived, I believe. It's Horatius Bonar um, is the... Okay, I have not heard that one. Oh, it's beautiful. Um, there's actually a few more stanzas from the original hymn, but the version I originally learned um, just was in a, had those stanzas. Um, it was recorded by Indelible Grace many years ago. So okay. yeah, I, I yeah, love that Yeah, that's beautiful. One. I wanted to read a, a scripture passage too. Um, I think this is just really pretty much describes my life as a homeschool parent. It's it's from 1 Corinthians. So it's Paul talking about um, how he has come in as an apostle to the church. But he says, And I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom, declaring mm. to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. That's what I want my children to remember. If they yeah. forget everything else, I want them to remember Jesus Christ. And yeah. then I love this. And I was with you in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling. I'm like, yep, yep. That, that sounds yep. like me every day. Yes. <laughs> every homeschool mom. <laughs> every homeschool mom says amen right there, right? And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power that your faith, that our children's faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Oh, isn't that just so beautiful? Yeah, we don't want our children to, you know, be virtuous pagans. I I have no desire to raise virtuous pagans, Um, those who can, you know, discern critical theory a mile away and follow all the rules and get good grades and get Mm -hmm. good test scores and be the perfect little poster child of, you know, adorable homeschooled children. If they can do all those things and they do not know Jesus, what yep. does it profit them? What does it yep. profit them to gain the whole world and to lose their soul? Right. I think about 1 Corinthians 13, you know, where it talks about all these things, you know, if I have this gift and I can do these great things and I have not right. loved, I am nothing. Um, and it, I, I think if we can simplify almost, like in one sense, that's so big, we can't do that, right? Okay, <laughs> again, let's repent and go to Jesus. But on another on another level, it actually really simplifies what we're doing as homeschool parents. Yeah. If we think, okay, all this other stuff aside, do my children know that I love Jesus and that I need him? And am I just radiating that 
just shining that love, reflecting that out to them. So that would right, be my right. my final encouragement. Oh, I love that so much. Yep. And and the way that we do that is by us growing in our relationship with the Lord, by us knowing him personally, by us spending time. I mean, we of course spend time reading the word with our kids and as a family, but we need to be digging into God's word on our own every single day, whether it's morning or evening or the middle of the day or whenever that is, you know, and there's not a perfect formula for that either. You know, I read my Bible in the morning. I have to do it in the morning because if I don't, if I try to do it when I go to bed, uh-uh, like I, I'm one of those people, I have a gift. <laughs> as soon as I my head hits the pillow, I'm out within like three minutes. Like I just fall asleep. My husband will read his Bible at night, every night. He can read it at two or three o'clock in the morning for an hour. And I'm like, how do you even keep your eyes open? Like I cannot function that way, but he's a night owl. So whenever it is that you spend time with the Lord, when it's your best time, we've got to be growing in our relationship with the Lord because we cannot pass on what we don't know and what we don't have. And I think it's one of the most important parts of homeschooling, you know, um, our kids and raising our kids up uh, to love Jesus. So Amy, it has been such a joy and a pleasure chatting with you this week. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom um, and just for taking time out to be with us today. I am so honored um, to have you with us again. Tell us one more time for those who might've missed it, where people can find out more about you and your ministry. Well, it was a joy to be with you this week. Thank you again for having me. You can find me at humilityanddoxology.com, Humility and Doxology, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, all the places. And then um, in your podcast app, search for Homeschool Conversations with Humility and Doxology. Thank you so much for being with us, you guys. You're such a blessing to us. If there's a way we can be praying for you, or encouraging you specifically. Like we want to know who do you want on the podcast? What topics can we discuss for you? Um, what is it that you want? We exist to be a blessing to you. So let us know. You can always send us an email at podcast at schoolhouserocked.com. We do our very best to answer those emails as quickly as possible, but let us know how we can be a blessing to you. Uh, thank you so much for listening. If you guys want to support the ministry of Schoolhouse Rocked, you can do that in a couple of ways. One, you can watch the movie Schoolhouse Rocked, The Homeschool Revolution. You can donate. It could be a one-time donation or a monthly donation, um, or you can go to our store and we've got lots of really fun merchandise on there. We've got t-shirts, we've got mugs, we've got bags, we've got all kinds of cool and fun stuff. So um, by purchasing those things, you also help to support the ministry of Schoolhouse Rocked. Um, so check it out. Everything you need to know is at schoolhouserocked.com. We love you guys. Have a great rest of your week and we'll see you back here next week. Stick around till the end of the show for a preview of what's coming next on the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. What we do at IEW is break through the, the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts, and we say, this is what you do, step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com slash rocked. When I first started homeschooling, I went to every older mom I could get my hands on. Can I look through your stuff? Tell me about homeschooling. Tell me how to be a mom. Tell me how do you fix that meal? The women in my church are who I went to, my mom, her friends. I'm looking at how I grew up learning things and then this new generation and where they're getting their information and how they're getting their information. 
And it's really struck me at honestly how damaging it is. I look now and I think we carry the burdens as moms of what is going on everywhere. I am talking everywhere in the whole wide world at every given time. 